Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From, from page, page to screen. To screen. Hello. Hello. How's things? Good, good. How are you? I'm all right. I, I figured it was going to be me, you and Bob, but uh, Bob's not here yet and he's not showing up as online, so who knows? <laughs> we go through the usual routine of uh, not waiting 20 minutes to see if he showed up. So I did speak to him yesterday and he said he would be here at 8 o'clock, but uh, you know. Well. You know, 2020 has been an unpredictable year, so. Exactly. We are starting regardless. So this is the 45th podcast that's been done since the lockdown started. Wow. It's kind of weird. And it's episode number 555. So that's not too bad. I'm, uh, it feels like it should be a 666 mm. sort of thing. But, uh, you know, that's not going to happen for probably about a year, maybe two years. Who knows? Yeah. Something like that. So how are things? Are you all done for Christmas? It's the 20th of December. So I'm guessing you're all done. Evidence wrapped, trees decorated, presents are under it, food's all ready. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good short answer. Um, most people aren't. Really? Um, so I've, yeah. been re- I've been ready since like the end of November, more or less. I did have another couple of things that arrived today, courtesy of uh, of the, the rainforest named company because it's quick it's easy and you know you're going to get it in time so they showed up so i've got them wrapped and put under the uh or put next to the tree i should say yeah well you know you know we we always end up on the subject but you know talking of lockdown and um <laughs> and everything you know we we've just gone into to tier four here in in Ooh, wales were you in four then we that, are now. Does that because you're in tier four? Does that mean that you? This is going to be a short episode because you're going to run to the train station to go to an area that isn't in tier <laughs> four because it's nearly Christmas and you're allowed to, even though you're not really allowed to. I think that's what tier four is. I understand. For most, for me, not so much. Oh. Uh, so, so yeah, tier four. I'm uh, uh, doing exactly as I usually do, you know, keeping to myself, um, shopping online, and and generally, you know, thinking about my family and others. What? Thinking about others? You are you are what they call a rebel, Mister Dyer. You are <laughs> one of a kind. You're a renegade. Wow, that sort of so, thinking will get you into trouble. It will keep you alive, but uh, it'll get into trouble. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, we entered. Um, tier four at midnight last night um and um as the night kind of drew on last night we saw facebook pictures of the local smith's toy store um with people literally queuing um around the shop to get in there to buy presents um you know just crazy scenes again um so it's uh I, I'm presuming that yesterday in Wales we saw a lot of people mixing and we're going to see a big spike because of it. Of course you are. January is uh, is coming. 
mm. and January and February will not be pleasant months. So, um, but yeah, in my household on Christmas Day, we're going to have a household mixing of zero households. <laughs> so we're having a big bunch of nobody coming round, and then we're going to go and visit nobody whatsoever. We might look out the window or maybe put some wrapping paper in the bin outside, which that is what we be class careful. as exercise. It's a sealed <laughs> yard. It's okay. We're fine. There will be nobody there. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, January and February's. It's going to be grim, but are you at the point yet where I'm trying to think because you would see these pictures of these people who are just king morons, basically, and there's no other way to put it uh, selfish, selfish, stupid morons. And uh, it would sort of make you go, Oh, what are they doing? I'm at the point now where I'm I'm ready to go all Negan. I've got my leather jacket downstairs. I'm going to get myself a little bit of a red bandana thing to go around my neck, and I'm I'm going to dig out Lucille. I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to get really annoyed with these idiots. And we we saw them today. I went in a shop. I was actually it was last night. I went to the shop across the road, and I put my mask on and walked across the road. And I walked in, and there was a guy in there buying alcohol. Isn't it always no mask on whatsoever? And I just glared at him. And but but inside I'm like I really want to punch you in the face. I inside, did, I did. you see, I I wanted this story to go on with uh, with you standing there in your leather jacket, looking at this guy, going, "Well, damn!" I'd be like, "I hope you're wearing your shitting pants." <laughs> but it does. I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm actually going to punch somebody in the face because I do have restraint and I'm a, I mean, a reasonable human being most of the time. But inside, I am raging. Mm-hmm. It's like, because these are the sort of people that will look at the news and go, I'm sick of this lockdown. Well, here's the thought. Follow the flipping rules. It really, it really annoys me. It's get, I'm getting to the point I'm very angry. Mm. I, I think it's one of those things that lockdown starts and you go, oh, look at that stupid person. Mm. And then, you know, look at that idiot. Yep. And then, you know... Nowadays, you're like, oh, what a fucking twat. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> it's like, so you do, you, 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 I've been there where you'll be like, do you know what? I saw this idiot in the shop, blah, 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 blah. And now we're at the point where we'll be sleeping at night and then sort of like Nicole will probably wake you up and go, Rob, why? What are you talking in your sleep? What was I saying? I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going <laughs> to cut his head off and turn it into a pumpkin. You know what? what, what why, why were you saying that, Rob? This guy I saw in the shop three weeks ago. It's really still annoying me. It's like, oh, my God. But I was watching the news today, and uh, a lot of the countries of the world, the smart ones, are going, yeah, we don't want anybody from the UK. You can get lost. We're, we're not letting flights in. And so they had somebody on the news, and they were answering questions that the public were coming in asking. So one of them was, uh, I live in a tier four area. Uh, am I okay to still go visit my parents in Wales? Because I live alone. And the person on the news is like, mm, no, <laughs> no, you're not. And then another question was, uh, so these Christmas Day restrictions where apparently the virus is on holiday at Christmas. So that's nice. Yeah, so right, I, it, yeah. I think it's had a busy year as COVID-19. So I think it does need a day off to just recharge and, you know, annihilate yeah, the rest it, of the planet. It was originally going to have, you know, four or five days off, it was. but it's narrowed that a bit. Yeah, it's been called into work. So, But it is still getting Christmas Day off because otherwise that would be very inhumane, wouldn't it? But mm-hmm. uh, So you're allowed to mix two households, I believe now, on Christmas Day, 
but no other days. So this person had messaged in asking this very important person on the news saying, well, if I don't want to mix on Christmas Day, can I swap it for another day? <laughs> and the guy on the news went, no. <laughs> so all these questions coming in were so stupid. Another one was, so I know that we're not allowed to mix households. That's okay. And uh, so we've got to stay at home. But am I okay to drop my friend some Christmas dinner off if I don't go in his house? And it's like, no, no, you're not. No. And this is the problem with people. A lot of people don't understand um, the, the word. How, how viruses the work. Of the <laughs> yeah. word essential. No, see, that's. And this is part of the problem, I think. It's like, to me, essential would be, I mean, not to me, but I could easily justify, well, essential is I need to go to Asda because the new Christopher Nolan movie's out on Blu-ray <laughs> and I've been wanting to watch it for ages and I couldn't get cinema. Uh, essential could be I've got Christmas shopping to do because I've not finished it. Uh, it could be I need a turkey because we've no It's like the word essential. You know, I think we talked about if we ran the country, it'd be very different. Mm. It'd be like, can it? Nope. You know, this thing with all the mass exodus out of London last night, which is just farcical, I'd have been like, right, shutting the trains down. Yeah, going, well, I'm one of these You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I said it from the beginning, you know, we the, the news started coming out that there was this virus or, or whatever in Wuhan and it was spreading and people were dying and it was really bad. Yep. I'd be like, right, borders closed. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, it'd be outcry, you know, you can't do that. How You know, you're destroying trade, this, that, and the yeah. other. However, three or four months on, people would be going, well done. They would. You did would very been... well there. You know, look at us thriving. Um, you know, it was, it's not in the country. Trade's carrying on as normal. Everywhere else in the world shut down. But, yeah. So you wouldn't be one of these that goes, look, everybody, stay at home unless you don't want to. No. All right. Well, I don't want to. Okay. Well... So what are these rules, right? Well, you you've got to go work. You've got to wear a mask when you're going to shop. Okay. What if I don't want to? Well, um, I don't know. Well, we'll the shopkeepers don't enforce it. Okay. Well, what, what can I call the police if I see somebody go? Well, police won't do it either. So I can go in a shop without a mask on. Well, we'd rather you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, what happens if I do go in? No. Well, you know, we'd we'd prefer you not to. Give you a stern look. Yeah. So you can look at me. Well, we're not really allowed to look at your book. Okay, so I'm just going to go in that shop without a mask on. Well, I'd, I'd rather you didn't. So, you know, do you really have to? Yeah. Okay, well, it's essential travel, I guess. So, yep, go for it. It's just, oh, no wonder the world is screwed. You know, the, the, <laughs> you know the same as, you know, the, the bright spark who says, right, um, National Trust. Now, let me think. The buildings in National Trust were closed anyway, so people were yep. just using the acres and acres and acres of land. They were restricting the number of people who were visiting anyway, so you know people had acres of land to themselves. We we'll yep. shut those down because those are where it's spreading. However, mm-hmm. indoor visits with Father Christmas, they're fine. Carry yep. on. Am I okay? So I know you've shut down the 50 acres of whatever forest mm-hmm. where only, to be honest, only 25 people every month go anyway. So I know you've closed that for health reasons. Yeah. Am I okay going to Primark because I need a new pair of jeans? Of course, of course you are. Brilliant. You, you've got to get ready for, for, for that mixing over the Christmas period. <laughs> Do I have to wear a mask? Uh, well, we prefer it. Well, I don't like them, though. Dude. No, fair enough, then. I'm, we'll let no. it slide this time. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. I'm going to go do my shopping now. 
Then I'm going to go pub. It's madness. It's farcical. It, just, it blows my mind that people are looking at this situation going, why is it not stopped? You're like, really? I'm sorry, what? Would you, how can... And I think that's the problem with... And it, and it blows into my workplace, and I'm pretty sure it goes into your workplace as well, where you see people doing certain things, not even virus specific, but you see people doing things and they're like, hmm, why has that happened? You're like, uh... How can you not know the answer to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put my hand in this fire and it hurts. Why has that happened? <laughs> mm, really? You're genuinely asking that question? So the the funniest message uh, that I've had from my... <laughs> Abel will be listening, so hi, Abel. Uh, enjoy your six days off, pal. We've definitely earned it this week. This week has been awful. What happened to the season of goodwill to all men, women, and genders? And this... What, 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 are you old enough to remember that when it was a thing when mm-hmm. Christmas was nice and it was goodwill to all men? I think yeah. that was that's how old we are. That's what it was. You know, you we both remember when Star Trek boldly went where no man had gone before, and mm-hmm. then it became no person. But yeah, the the goodwill thing that used to be a thing, and I'm pretty sure people used to be quite nice. We used to uh, as a kid. I remember my parents literally having their front door open and people would just wander in and have a drink and have a chat and have food and then leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like an English tradition as well, but it certainly was in Scotland. You wouldn't do that now. No. You really wouldn't, but people are just raging at this you time know, of year. It's awful. I was thinking earlier today, actually, um, apparently someone... Someone Nicole knows um, they um, they're having a hard time, so we've uh, arranged a few things for them and um, having some uh, last minute Christmas presents to li- delivered to them via um, Amazon Prime, which is a great service for for last minute shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about kind of how the the world's kind of gone mad and everybody's angry and and everything i'm thinking wouldn't it be nice if everybody kind of adopted a family or two if you could this was my way of thinking earlier so if you had it in your means to be nice to somebody less fortunate um you just did it and that's what you kind of hung on to rather than you know oh how dare you take my rights away about masks and you know protesting about daft stuff like that um you know, how actually getting off your ass for something that's decent and helping somebody. Yeah, it would know, be nice. Other than let's complain about something that's supposed to be in place to try and keep people healthy and well. Well, that's why for this year, a lot of my Christmas present buying, I mean, I have bought some stuff from Amazon, but a lot of my stuff came from Etsy stores. Mm-hmm. Which I am, I'd never really, I think I'd used it once. I think I bought uh, an Emma Dark t shirt a few years ago because when I logged into my Etsy, I'm like, oh, is that where I got that from? So I'd bought a Season <laughs> 9 t shirt. But generally, I'd not used Etsy, but I thought, Do you know what, this year I'm going to make a, an effort to mm-hmm. use Etsy. That way, I'm not giving all my money to a company that doesn't bother paying tax, thus mm-hmm. not helping the, uh, the, the economy that I live in. So that's one of my things. But I think I'm also going to just adopt what you've just said to to a certain extent maybe not adopt a family although yeah you know if there's, there's maybe some star trek cast members that need a home uh, like denise crosby <laughs> or whatever if she needs some place for christmas more than welcome um is just i don't know 
rent somebody's VOD movies direct from the site or go on their website and buy something autographed from them or yeah. um, or, or visit their Etsy store and just, just spend a little bit and help boost their economy and put a smile on their face. Uh, if Virginia Hay was still online, we could buy some of her soap. But I think she, <laughs> That's just, the thing. she's Girl, vanished. Spread some love rather than some hate. Isn't it? There's too much hate going on. It's wrong with people, you know, the like you say, this you know, season of goodwill is, you know, season of good moans. And I know we're joining in yes. on it right now, but we're only moaning about those that are <laughs> we're moaning about the morning, yeah. We're not idiots. like oh lockdown yeah. sucks, I hate wearing a mask. It's <laughs> awful. Stupid virus doesn't even exist. Yeah, we're not them sort of idiot moaners. We're mourning about the mourners, and we're also being productive with it. So we're yeah. we're attacking the mourners. But there is a lot, and I think a lot of it is because of the lockdown. So people have forgotten, or just decided not to be civil to each other. I, I have to say, you know, you know, Facebook's a great place to see, you know, these people that you <laughs> might not want to be friends with in a year's time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, thinking of doing a purge on Facebook at some yeah. point, actually, <laughs> and. Uh, I saw a message um, yesterday um, on my timeline, and it, the gist of it was, um, you know, I lost my mum, you know, so many years ago. This, this yeah. was a grown person writing this, though, you know. Okay. Um, and uh, so um, when it comes to Christmas this year, grab onto it. Do what you want. If you want to meet your f- family, oh. you meet them you don't know this could be their last and I'm thinking yes and you could be the cause yeah. of it the first half of that story I thought actually I have no problem with the story it genuinely sounds quite sweet I like this person and then they just jumped off the cliff with the ending didn't they mm-hmm. oh my god and that's the problem with people isn't it mm-hmm. and this is the problem with the rules though is so they set these rules out and they go this is what we'd like you to do unless you don't want to and anybody who's smart like us and very few others, I might add, um, will stick to those rules and go, okay, that's the rules. But those that don't want to follow them aren't following them anyway, which is why we are following new rules. So they're not going to follow these tier fours. Or I mean, look at the London thing last night. You're told Mm. to do this, or rather asked, because this is the UK, we don't tell people to do anything. We just kindly ask if they don't mind doing it. And then they go, I'm all right, I'm going to do it anyway. I have seen so many postings where people are like, nobody's telling me to, to stay at home. I'm going to have my Christmas. Nobody's cancelling my Christmas. Well, firstly, you can't cancel Christmas. You could just cancel house mixing. You know, mm-hmm. it does my editing. Cancel Christmas. No. If you're in a lift with your friend, uh, you, you could still have Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just thinking now, you know, if, um, you know, somebody is... Um, convicted of a crime nowadays are you allowed to say you know what this is going to spoil my christmas and you don't have the right to spoil my christmas so i ain't going yeah you can't tell me what to do well i can because you just killed somebody so you're going to prison (laughs) no it's not fair i've got plans for christmas (laughs) it's like oh my god it's depressing i think i'm still running back into the nostalgia thing because it's safer it's safer for our own sanity to go, do you know what, I, I've seen this film 1,500 times since I was a kid. I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> and music and stuff. It's just like, I, I, I'll watch the news now and again just to see what's going on. It's a bit like, now and again, it's good to go to a nightclub to remind yourself why you don't go to nightclubs. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like I'm, I'm going to watch the news just so I can remind myself why I'm not watching the news anymore. It's just infuriating. It's very annoying. But uh, but yeah, work-wise, so, so me and Abel have a horrible time at work because people are just horrible and annoying. Um, somebody called me a bag of C-U-N-T's last night. <laughs> I'm like, charming. <laughs> so uh, somebody- my question for them would be, uh, if you've been mixing with, because if you've got bags of those, then... I've got bags of those. I'm, I'm, like, wrong. I'm like a pimp. So... Um, working on like the social media platform for my night job people come in and they have a query and you go yep not a problem i'll fix that for you blah 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 and it's not necessarily the same person that will deal with that customer all the way through because otherwise people would sometimes be waiting hours or however long until somebody comes back on shift Mm -hmm. so you could speak to several different people at a time you know over over the course of the conversation so this person had a problem they weren't happy with the solution which was a viable solution so they decided to start swearing at people so then i ended up in the conversation and i went in going okay um firstly don't swear we are here to help and help we do but you don't need to swear at us because that's not why we're here and then it, it came back with like you're a bag of i'm like Bye, and just got rid of them. I just booted them out. So then my boss picked up and it. She went, "Oh, I've just I've just looked at this conversational thread. Are you okay?" I went, "Yeah, I'm fine." I said, "There's some really, really charming people out there." She went, yeah. <laughs> I just thought I was going to get told off because you know how companies are. Oh, you can't mm-hmm. do that to a customer, but I haven't as yet. But it wouldn't surprise me if I do. But so there's no need for that. What's Not the matter with you? Jesus, absolutely crazy. You know, when you go, don't, and then somebody else did. I think last night I ended up speaking to three different customers, and I had to tell each of them, do not swear at my colleagues. Wow. It's like, it's all right, your thing's late. Get a grip. It, it'll be there in time. Chill out. <laughs> it's like, that's absolutely angry, horrible. Just, I was so annoyed last night. <laughs> it's like a real crap mood. And then I think like me and Abel at the end of the shift were like, are ready for these six days off. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. cope with this much more. Absolutely insane. But uh, but yeah, 2020, the year of COVID, the year of just angry, horrible scumbags who mm-hmm. are selfish and ignorant and uh, don't really give a crap about others. And then when it all goes wrong, they blame the government. Not that the government are blameless. But, uh, but you know, it's not just the government that's causing stupidity. It's people mm-hmm. themselves. So, yeah, I'm guessing Bob's not going to show up then. Doesn't look like it. That's becoming like a, a bit of a habit, isn't it? <laughs> Hi, Bob, where, <laughs> wherever you are, even though I spoke to you less than 24 hours ago and you said you'd be here at 8 o'clock. Um, we're probably wondering at half eight, going, oh, thought it was, nope, 8 o'clock, I did say. So, uh, so you're all ready for Christmas. I am. Are you looking forward to Christmas, though? I am. Good you know, I get, you know, towards this kind of year, the time of the year, and, you know, whether we're in lockdown or not, you know, I can't help to be happy and cheery, and I don't know why, again, let's go back to the last subject, why aren't other yep. people like this? <laughs> I think some people just like to, and this is not even a like a COVID thing or whatever, I think <laughs> some people just like to get angry. I think it's their comfort zone. I saw a filmmaker who... I'd, I'd put a comment or a tweet out saying, look, why somebody left this review about me on my film? And they were like ripped into this guy. And it's, I think some people like to find things that they can complain about. 
It's the old Transformers argument, isn't it? Does it? So, oh, there's a new Transformers movie coming out. You remember when it was like number two, three, four, and five, and whatever? Mm-hmm. And they're, generally, they're, they're not amazing. The first one's really good. They're all watchable, but they kind of get a bit worse. Um, other than Bumblebee, of course, which was like a, a nice, refreshing change. It was. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, we should stop making Transformers movies. I'm sick of them. They're terrible. Oh, look how awful this trailer is. Next thing you know, they pay money and they go watch it. <laughs> and then they, they go on their little YouTube channels or their blogs and they rip it to bits going, I hate Transformers movies. Well, stop watching them then. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I think that's the problem. It's, there's very few websites you go on where people like everything. And there should be... Even if you don't like something, there's a way to be nice and polite about it. Going, you know what? It's not for me. I'm all right. It's not my thing. You know, you just like read up. Right, let me just tweet the cast members and hurl abuse at them. <laughs> just give them grief. I think some people just find a comfort zone in just raging all the time. Yeah, and, and that's and the it's thing. Too you know, tiring. You, you look at me with Discovery. We haven't had, uh, you know, what I'd say, uh, um, you know. Uh, uh, a love um, interest really going on through its first two seasons, but come to season three, it's growing on me. Yet, you know, even in season one and two, where I really didn't like you that much, no, there was nothing against the actors. The actors do a fantastic job in it. No, and I didn't and, see you. you know, I didn't see you on Twitter during season one and two trying to burn it to the ground. No, <laughs> you, you know, I wasn't like... on there. You know, personally messaging the. Uh, the stars themselves and say, "What? Oh, why are you doing this? No, Terrible. You, burning hell and all yeah. this sort of stuff. It's like, oh, Jesus. Shout out to Ryan <laughs> Johnson who put up writers, with that for The Last Jedi. You know, if, you know, and the writers, uh, you know, probably got a hand in this, but it's... It, it's too yeah. tiring, I think, to be angry. We all get angry now and again, but I think to be that angry at everything constantly, it must be so exhausting. Mm. It, I don't. And they'll don't be the kind people. of people who wake up in the morning and like, oh, life sucks, you know, or or. Oh, I don't life. get me wrong. I do that. I know. But <laughs> it's what I'm like, I wake up. If, if you go through life complaining all the yeah. time, it's going to put you in a bad mood. If yeah, you go through life and you do nice things, you'll start feeling nice. Yes, exactly. It's like I always think this thing about horror films, and I like horror films, so I'm not going to bash horror films. But I know a few people who watch only horror films, mm-hmm. and they their personality kind of comes off that they're really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, horror films generally aren't nice, fluffy. Fe- you don't feel wow, that, I enjoyed that. I've got a big smile on my face. They're a certain type of film. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. I think if you surround yourself with depressing, grim movies, you're going to end up feeling depressed, depressed and grim. Because mm-hmm. by, na- by nature, a film or music or a book is designed to make you feel something. So a comedy is obviously meant to make you feel funny and smiling and whatnot. If you watch things about hobbits and whatnot, it's escapism and, and you know all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, science fiction generally gets you thinking. And you're like, oh, what about this? What about that? What about that? And I'm sure you and Neil Johnson are like, yep, that certainly does. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch horror films, they they are kind of serious and grim. So, you know, run off and watch Jerry Maguire or We Bought a Zoo or the Star Wars Lego 
holiday special or whatever on Disney Plus. Yeah. Just, just do something different. That's I have my nostalgia films. I'm going to be watching after this podcast tonight, Police Academy 2, which oh, I've not fantastic. seen for years because I rewatched the first one and I've picked up all the other ones. I know they, they kind of get worse uh, as they go along, but who cares? I don't care. I just want to watch something stupid and funny, which Police Academy pretty much will fit the bill, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely for nostalgia, but also just because it's not got pandemics and you know stuff like that so um so have you got any any movies that you've got lined up to watch at christmas i'm still trying to work out what my film festival type thing will be after this podcast because we finished work at seven o'clock this morning (laughs) so i I had about three hours sleep and then got up and we've tidied the house got a delivering room tidied it i bought a little nice little dining table so we can actually sit down in front of the the radiator in the living room and we can eat our christmas dinner and stuff on there so i built that alan key out nuts and bolts and washers and it looks great two chairs and a dining table very, very good. So I've done that. The backyard is now full of cardboard, as pretty much everybody's backyard <laughs> is full of cardboard. And then um, probably tomorrow we're just going to sit down and watch some movies. So, but I don't yeah. know what yet. I have no idea what. So have you got any plans? Film-wise? Well, um, I I happen to see, and uh, what is it? I'm, I'm going to guess now that it's Sky... Uh, movies slash um, now TV, um, but I did see the other day that the Godfather trilogy is on there. Oh, oh, and you've never seen those, have you? I've never seen them at all. So you know, you know, with you speaking about them last week, you know, yeah. everybody says you know you it's kind of one of those must see movies. So um, yeah, that's on my list for the next week. Has Nicole watched them? No. Really? Okay. Because they are very, very talky films. Mm-hmm. So I'll be prepared for that. But I love them. I, I absolutely love the Godfather movies. So I picked up this week, which I'm now looking at. I shared a picture of it on Instagram. So with the Godfather, um, they brought the three films out. So the first one, I think, is 72. One or seventy two, whatever year it is. So it's that. Then the second one came out in seventy four, and then the third one came out in nineteen ninety. So before the third one came out, they released on VHS the Godfather the Epic, and they'd re-edited mm-hmm. a lot. They'd re-edited Godfather one and two into chronological order, put like an hour and a half or two hours or whatever extra footage in. It's like thirty new scenes in it, and released this thing on VHS. Now I don't have a VHS player, but I did manage to find it on eBay. These three VHS tapes of this stupidly hard to get hold of uh, set so I'm now looking at that so at some point I'm going to pick up a VHS player and I'm going to try and digitise it and you know be able to watch that so I've, I've gone really back into the Godfather movies lately after having watched them, watched them on the projector will you be watching them on the projector I would say yes if possible please um, then possibly yes I could even start mm. them after this podcast they are uh, quite long though so be prepared for that. They're just short of about three hours okay. each. So I maybe not start one at ten. I don't know. You tend to be up quite late though, because you'll be messaging me at like half one in the morning yeah. whilst I'm at work and you're still awake. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, you know, I, the the projector's all set up at the moment. I watched yeah. um, the latest Discovery episode before this podcast, so it's there and waiting for me to watch something later. So I might nice. just m- stick one on and see what happens. 
Yes. Do you know, the really sad thing is, though, and have you ever done that where you've recommended a classic movie to somebody? Could be probably Star Trek, I'm guessing, maybe for <laughs> you. Where you go, watch it. It's amazing. You look, and they come back and they go, yeah, I didn't like it. What? What do you mean? And it's so it's know, heartbreaking. The, it's the heartbreaking what that happens. People I recommend the Ewoks <laughs> movies to. <laughs> oh, they're really good, though. They're fun. Uh, they are all right. So you could probably get a VHS of uh, Caravan of Courage or Battle for Endor. I've got, them, I've got them on a double DVD. Have you got them? So there was there was a re-release at one point on DVD where they put them on. Um, you know, it wasn't for long, and you just you can only pick them up really on eBay now. But yeah, they came out on DVD, so I've got them. Uh, Is there uh, any special features though? Good question. Uh, you would, you would I've hope so. Got really, no you? idea because unfortunately they're one of those things that I did watch the movies yeah. and then it went into my collection and hasn't been seen since. <laughs> yeah, I've got that problem. Yeah, it's like oh, I really want to watch whatever film. Where is it? I have no idea, but I know yeah. it's here somewhere. But, yeah. Have so, uh, you uh, been working on your um, movie lists for? The uh, our favourites of the year. Oh, I'm done. I'm up to date. Oh, me my. too. How are you? How are you doing? Done. In are front done? of me. Uh, you know, I didn't know if it was happening on this podcast. So I'm all ready. Well, I thought about it, and you know what? It may, it may do. And the reason being, it's like it's now the twentieth of December. Mm-hmm. Do we want to take a week off podcasting? As in, like between Christmas, because I know we were planning Christmas between Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. We were going to podcast and mm-hmm. do our end of the year thing and bob was going to show up but you know who knows what it happened um so if you want to take a week off then we can do the thing tonight or we can do it between christmas and new year see my schedule is pretty much free i am i am off i'm off till boxing day and i'm in boxing day night mm-hmm. for two whole shifts and then I'm off for another four days, and then I'm in for like one more shift, and then I'm off for about seven days. So for the next <laughs> couple of weeks, I am actually quite happy. So um, we can save it between Christmas and New Year if you so wish, or we could do it now. It's up to you. But no, my my list, it, doing my top ten list was really difficult because I ended up with like eleven. Mm-hmm. So then I had to kick one off, and then I watched another film, and then I'm like, oh, that needs to go on my list. So I had to kick something else off. And so it's just over the past week, it's just been like, right, you're out. Oh, you're in. Right, you're off again. So at the minute, I do have 10. And there is one that I watched this week, which I'm pondering may go back into it. But I'm I'm not sure yet. But I have seen it. So it's just a case of, does it deserve to go on the list? But how did you find putting your list together? Was it easy Um, or was it difficult? When did you start? Have you just done it like in the past week or two? Yeah, um, it's one of those things I... And I think I thought about this last year as well, and then it never, never happened. Where I, said, I must keep a list of everything I watch. Yeah, I have um, a Google document. I've been doing it for like ten years. Yeah, yeah. I have I a don't Google do document. That, so I, I, <gasps> I watch. I, I have them written down for the podcast, and then it goes. Yeah. So <laughs> it gets to the end of the year, and it's like, what is the, you know, your ten films of the year? And I go, I've got no idea what I watched. Um, <laughs> this is so why I keep a list. I. To try and uh, jog my memory, I was on um, all the streaming platforms going through kind of like my watched items as far back as they'd go. <laughs> um, they're kind of writing down. So obviously it's it's not an exhaustive list because I don't think no. they go back 12 months. Um, no. But, you know, I put it together with, 
you know, as much information as I had on hand without listening to all the podcasts we'd done in the last year. Oh, yep. So, um, <laughs> so that's how it happens. Um, it's not as, um, how shall I say it, diverse as I would have hoped. <laughs> Star bit... Trek 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> close no. the thing is do you know what there's nothing wrong with that though it's like you listen and a lot of podcasts will do these top 10 you know year end best and some people do the worst ones i generally i used to and i'm like you know what i don't want to talk about worst film because nobody sets out to make a bad film so i don't mm. care so i kind of dumped all that but they all have different rules as to how they put their list together mm-hmm. and for me, well, for Stu Miller on his Monday movie show, the film must have come out between like December the twenty sixth in theaters, and and he has these really strict criteria of when the film must come out. He's gonna have a and real I'm thinking, well, hard time then this year if they must have come out in theaters. <laughs> exactly, it'd be like two films. <laughs> he has actually said that he struggled this year with his top ten films because of the amount of stuff that he's not watched. Um, but for me, it's always been did I watch this film for the first time this year? Mm-hmm. And that's always been the rule that I've chose to go for, but that doesn't necessarily mean, Rob, here's how you need to do your... I think everybody can do their own rules. There's no... <laughs> you know, if you come up with your own spin on it, nobody's going to go, right, well, you can't do that. That's against the law. It's like, get a grip. So now, how have you done yours? Uh, mine is exactly the same as yours. I, I like the format of, if I've seen it for the first time in this last 12 months, then it can go yeah. on my list. Exactly, and that's fair enough, because it's like, well, otherwise a film like The Godfather is never going to be one of the ten best films you've seen this year, because that came out in 1972, 71. Mm. No, well, I've never seen it before until now. So (laughs) this year, though, is the first year in a long, long time where all my top ten films actually came out this year. It's never happened. That's just purely by coincidence. But that's very, very strange. Saying that, I think... The majority of my films were 2019. I've got a few 2020s in there, so um, you know my my films are are recent as well. I think one year it's probably a couple of years ago. I, I had Sorcerer in mind, and that came out in 1977. <laughs> so it's like you know what? That is one of my ten films of the year because it's amazing. But I'd never seen it before, so shut up. It's going on my list. <laughs> so it's, uh, did you find it fun though? putting your list together yeah it's nice to kind of relive the what you've watched over the year and kind of uh you know try and um come up with a list of things that you know you you're gonna say are the highlights and hopefully can be other people's highlights as well especially nice if uh on your top 10 there's this things people haven't seen so they can go out and watch yes. them watch it themselves so uh yeah and then you get people going, why is that on your list, Rob? You don't know films. you got awful taste. I hate you. Blocked. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Get a grip. Oh, well. Absolutely wouldn't be the end bizarre. of the world, then, would it? <laughs> no. One less listener. It's fine. It would still leave us with Abel and Neil. So it's not yeah. a problem whatsoever. So, well, I, I keep my list. So I know that I have seen 180 films so far this wow. year. Um, I actually have a Google spreadsheet. So I have the title of the film. I have the month that I watched the film in, so I can tell you that this month so far, I have watched 15 films in December. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I also put what platform I watched it on. So Netflix, Blu-ray, screeners, DVDs, video on demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I generally try and put what year the film came out, but, you know, don't matter if that doesn't happen. I put the genre of it, and I also put whether I've seen it before or whether I've never, ever seen it. Mm-hmm. So and that's all I put. Uh, some people put a star rating. I don't generally do that. But then I have a little tab where it's the awards. So it's like this year I've got top films. I have got top films that I've seen that are not recent films. That's a separate list. I've got four in there. I have best performance, best director, best documentary. I've seen so many good... Like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... I've got nine documentaries that I've seen that are amazing. I've got uh, best geek item that I've collected this year. I've got best new television and best existing television. I've got best uh, distributor. Shout out to Arrow Video for winning that one. (laughs) Spoiler. Uh, Best event... I've got three in there at the minute. I've got uh, best DVD release, best podcasts. So, a you know, shout out to the three that have won that one. Thank and you. Best best podcast episode, and also best book, and best film soundtrack. So that's all the ones that I've decided to put together, just because because I'm a geek and have no social life whatsoever. <laughs> but to be fair, nobody has had a social life in 2020. No. So you know, it is all right, but. Um, but yeah, I think we can probably, if, if we're planning on podcasting between Christmas and New Year, we can probably go through our lists then, I think, if you're okay with that. That's fine with me. That is good. Uh, but no, I have fun doing my lists. I do like them. But uh, I would I would definitely recommend, what I want to do next year is open up another tab where I put TV shows that I watch. Uh-huh. But that's something I've always planned to do for the past three years and just never actually bothered to do it at all. Uh, t- certainly full seasons. I'm not going to put like episode 12 of EastEnders, you know, that sort of thing. I happen to see an episode of the news. Click on <laughs> BBC News. But, but sort of full seasons and stuff, I might keep a list of. Because I think this year I've watched quite a chunk of TV, as yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. So obviously not so much of The Walking Dead um, <laughs> and, and two episodes of World Beyond. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've watched a whole bunch of other stuff. So what have you watched this week then since we last recorded? Um, not a lot, to be honest. Um, what I have watched, you know, is a, um, a few repeats, which um, include uh, Jingle All The Way, which is one of my favourite Christmas movies. Good film. Yep. Um, you know, I love a bit of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, especially when he's uh, running around beating up reindeer. It's very funny. Did Did you manage to get a Turbo Man? Yep. Mm, I didn't. But I no. wish I had. Uh, yes. Um, I watched um, Home Alone three, which oh, I have, why? Because I'd never <laughs> seen it before. I'd seen Home Alone one and two, which yep. obviously are my favourite. I'd seen Home Alone four and Home Alone five, oh. but I'd never actually seen Home Alone three, and I didn't realise I'd never seen it. I, yep. you know, um, so you know to to start that movie off and see that it. Um, you know, involves terrorists after some chip that allows <laughs> missiles to go undetected <laughs> by uh, radar and and everything was quite shocking and surprising, really, mm-hmm. for a Home Alone franchise. Um, you know, so um, so yeah, Home Alone three. I, I did also watch Home Alone four, which, like I say, is uh, is a repeat. Um, and these are things that I'd watched with Addie. She um, she decided Home Alone two last year last week, which is obviously 
um, one of the ones that I'd mentioned then. And then yeah. she wanted just to carry on. So we watched Home Alone 3 and we watched Home Alone 4. Do you um, know with 3, 4 and 5, is that the same kid that's in each of them or is it just different kids? Um, I know it's I know it's not Macaulay because he yeah. just went, right, I'm off now. I'm not doing 3. In 3... I think it's completely different because um, the kid isn't even named Kevin. It's a new kid, new family. Where <laughs> a new was, kid on the block. Good idea. Whereas once we go back to four, the, it is supposed to be the McAllisters. You've got Kevin and you know, oh. um, Buzz, um, his older brother, even though he looks like he um, is you know, 10 years younger than he was in the, in the first film. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and the sister um, is is the same. Well, the same name as well. So it's supposed to be the McAllisters, but the the parents are split up, and, um, oh. and yeah, they, it it's just wrong. Uh, and and number five, did it, I'm guessing they progressively get worse. Well, I haven't watched number five. No, again, and I'm sure we will though. So I'll let you know probably yeah. next week. Yes. Uh, so yeah, watch that. The latest episode of Discovery Watch before this podcast. And oh my god, I'm falling in love with this show. I really, really? enjoyed the last episode. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a, a fantastic episode. And um, it brought, without any spoilers, it brought one of the alien life forms we saw in the original series into Discovery, which obviously now is in the future from anywhere we know in star trek but so we've we've seen this uh, alien creature now in the, at the very beginning and we've also seen it at the end which is um quite interesting and uh, good that they've got that in there um and i watched a, a few more episodes of the minority report tv show as well oh i need to watch this yeah it's, yeah. it's really good and Actually, um, you know, one of the great things about Star Trek, when when you like Star Trek and sci-fi, I think a lot of people um, who who are into that genre um, like it because you see things that that aren't a reality now but could be a reality in the future. So you know, um, you know, everybody knows the transporter. You know, when's that going to happen? That you know, that's going to be great. And then you you know your handheld communicator we've got mobile phones you know there's various things that have evolved and um we now see that that were kind of featured in the original star trek ipads ipads came from star trek you look at them and you're like that's an ipad (laughs) yep and minority report's got a bit of that in it now um there's um there was this great scene actually of um the train system there um on kind of future earth and um this this train with several carriages is kind of going along it looks like kind of maglev something nice and futuristic obviously and um then all of a sudden there's a branch in the train track and um the the kind of the two sections of train decouple one goes one way one goes the other then the one going kind of on one route kind of then joins onto another one and carries on and i thought you know what i can see that happening in the future mm. yeah i can so um you know it, I think it's great when you see a, a show and it kind of sparks that, ooh, that could happen. You know, it's, it kind of gets you into it, at least for, for a science fiction fan. So I'm really enjoying Minor- Minority Report at the moment. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to. You know, you'd mentioned that in a previous episode. Mm. I thought, I'd, and I'd remember thinking I need to check that out. But I've now written it down because I will definitely need to check it out. I also want to rewatch the film though. Yeah, because I've not seen the film for a long time, and uh, it's been a week for Tom Cruise. He is he has achieved legendary status by flipping his <laughs> lid at some of his crew. Rightly so, Tom. Well done. You yeah, well you done. keep up the good work, if you pal. Want to come um, talk about it on a podcast, we'd gladly have you. Oh, amazing! I mean, I've been a fan of Tom Cruise's rages, but you'd see the, the the Twitter backlash where half of them are just going after him because it's Tom Cruise and going, "Well, he shouldn't really shout it, should he?" He lost his temper. There you go. Don't worry about it. He didn't plan to shout at them. He just flipped his lid, and understandably so. And then you saw the other half, which included me, uh, defending the guy and going, "Well, I think you're great. So keep up the good work." Shouting at idiot cast members. <laughs> so, but you know, I need to rewatch Minority Report. Would you recommend that I rewatch the film and then watch the series, or am I okay just jumping into series? Because I, I know enough about the film. You know, I never went it. back and we rewatched the film. I just went straight onto the series, and I, you know, I was fine. There's enough kind of bits in there that give you give the backstory of the the film and what happened, um, kind of um, post the film before the TV series. Um, they kind of fill in the backstory for you, but you know, I don't think there'll be any harm watching the film, and it probably is a good start to everything. Yeah, I shall put that on my ever-growing list uh, so you'd mentioned home alone has Addie seen the problem child movies and have you seen the problem child movies i have and problem child um we watched the first problem child uh movie probably about i want to say three or four months ago um okay. on the big screen on the projector um it was one of the ones yeah. um movie nights kind of evolved have evolved over the over the year the last year so um it started being one movie on a Saturday night and then it became one movie on a Saturday night with all of us. Then Nicole would probably go off and kind of do something and me and Addie would stick around and stick something else on, which is where we came um, and watched uh, the original Problem Child. Um, yeah. Now it's kind of grown a bit further than that. So usually <laughs> it, instead of the Saturday, we start on the Friday and we watch a kind of a, a pre-Saturday movie then we'll watch the Saturday movie. Then we'll watch the post-Saturday movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an event, though, isn't it? It is. And it is. It's like I've, I've sort of said to you. It's like I, I don't really want to get to the point where I'm watching everything on a projector. Oh, I'm going to watch a bit of the news. Let's put it on a projector. I get why that would be stupidly cool. But for me, it's like let's set a projector up. Let's put the lights off. Mm-hmm. And I love this thing where Annette will go, "What are we watching tonight?" I'm like, "I'm not telling you." And she literally doesn't know what film is going to go on <laughs> until the credits come on. And I like that rather than, oh, we're going to watch this tonight or mm-hmm. we're going to watch that tomorrow night. Uh, so generally, it's like me that chooses what films get watched. But I, I am very good at choosing films. So I don't think I haven't subjected her to a Fast and the Furious rewatch marathon because she hates them with a vengeance. <laughs> but I'd quite like to sit down and watch them all. But I am pretty good at at uh, picking movies to watch mm. so, but but it's one of the best uh, investments I've, I've made for a long time if I was doing a top 10 pieces of kit that I'd bought over the past few years oh, a yeah. projector would probably be number one Yeah. Um, or maybe well yeah no it would be number one closely followed by the sound uh, bar. The, the, <laughs> well no the sound bar I had before anyway so I can't put that one in but no the, the camera would yeah. be the second one the, so. the thing with the projector is you know we've both you know had our projectors for over 12 months and you know mm. for me over with, with the past 12 months of watching it at least once a week I 
haven't grown tired of it one bit and still no. enjoy it and get s- as excited as I did kind of that first time. Yeah, same. I think the only thing that I really want, I want to, I've got the sound bar, but I have in the house a full-blown surround sound kit. Mm-hmm. But the way my living room is at the minute, it's not, I couldn't really set that up and put it there. But I am so excited about, you know, when we move house at some point is to actually set up the proper cinema surround yeah. kit for that, because that would be amazing. Now, answer me a question, you know, if you can. Yeah. Talking of surround sound, I remember um, back in my high school days now, you know, so, you know, uh, over 20 years ago. Okay. Um, I had been saving and I didn't know what I was saving for. You know, just when you're saving your money, you think I'm going to invest in something cool and yeah. and good. And, um, you know, macro was just down the road. Um, the, the wholesale warehouse place yeah. and yeah. Um, we'd go in there maybe once a week and have a look around and I'd always find myself kind of fixated at, at the TV section, all these kind of huge TVs and sound systems and that kind of thing so I was in there and they had a surround sound system and mm-hmm. I looked at it and I got the money in my savings to be able to buy it so I bought this surround sound system and I have to say it cost me about £130 okay why is it that every surround sound system I look at now is like 10 times that amount (laughs) there is no kind of simple surround sound system anymore that you know is within any kind of attainable budget at the moment well I ended up uh, the the reason that there's a massive price difference is pr- probably because when you when you were buying your surround sound kit, mm-hmm. it was for example five point one, yeah, you know Dolby surround. I believe it was. Yeah. I think it was Dolby X, 5. X amount of speed. Now you've got in Dolby Atmos <laughs> seven point one and all this extra thumpy stuff and the technology. So the technology is better, but to be honest, you're not. It's not that much. Of, if somebody gave you a 5.1 surround system, you wouldn't go, oh, that sucks. Or what, no, 7.1? So they're still very impressive. I remember watching um, First Contact, Star Trek First Contact, on my surround sound system, which at yeah. the time, I w- obviously, I was still living at home, so I got it set up in my bedroom. Fantastic. Um, and, you know, I watched the scene where all the starships are converging on the Borg cube at the beginning and having this yeah. all-out space battle. And yep. when the Borg cube blows up, there's one ship that you see kind of um, go from the left-hand side to the right-hand side of the screen and then kind of off towards the towards the screen as well, so it kind of goes to the um, to the right-hand side behind you. Yeah. And that moment, how that, how you hear that go from the left to right, and then the right behind you, is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend that for anybody yeah. wanting to test out and really enjoy a surround sound system. It's a great movie for it. And you know, while I'm not saying that seven point one or whatever it may be now might be a bit better, you know. There is nothing wrong with five point one at all. No, not at all. There's nothing wrong with the sound bar, really. I mean, I have, like I'd mentioned in the house, I have got a, I don't know if it's five point one or six point one or whatever. I got a Sony 
Blu-ray player that has built-in cinema surround in it. Mm-hmm. So at the minute, I've, all the speakers are, are boxed up in the other room because I'm moving stuff. But I still use a Blu-ray player. But even for a while, it's like if I want to watch a film, I wasn't really bothering with the surround sound. I'm like, you know what? I'm all right. I've got speakers on the TV are fine. It'll do. So I've kind of got out of the habit of using the surround sound. But th- it is amazing when you properly use it. But the problem is if you've got neighbours... Uh, and a lot of surround sound kits have this horrible habit of, oh, it's really quiet. I need to turn it up because I can't hear them talking. Yes. And then, a, and then a gun goes off, and your windows are rattling. You're like, oh god, I need to turn <laughs> it down again. And it's it's the hassle of that, mm-hmm. um, which can be a little bit annoying. So you end up thinking, Do you know what? I'm just going to put the surround sound off, mm-hmm. <laughs> just not use it. But while you're about films to test it on, some of the best ones I've ever seen is the first Fast and the Furious movie, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ultimate one is Saving Private Ryan because uh, you will literally get bullets pinging all over out of every speaker. It is mind-blowing to watch that one. But the, the best demo that I ever got, um, I think I was talking about the signed Lord of the Rings DVD that I got mm-hmm. as part of my geek wall. Well, the guy who got me that, a guy called Neil, uh, who I lost touch with, and I wish I didn't. I've tried to find him on Facebook and everything, but he's not there. So, hi, Neil, wherever you are. Um, he demoed this thing, and it's going to sound terrible, but he worked on the sound decks for film soundtracks, so he it, he knows his stuff when it comes to audio. Mm-hmm. And he demonstrated to me at one point in a recording booth, which I think is the same one when they did the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. So, you know, mm. I've been in some pretty cool places. And he put in a CD of Boys to Men. Okay. And... It's like, all right. But each, I don't know how many's in the group, I'm guessing there's a few, but each vocalist was coming out of a different speaker. Wow. And you're like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I'm not a fan of the music, but the technology of that, mm-hmm. wow. That is really, really, each thing came out of that one. So that was the one that he demoed. But uh, yeah, so I think that's my next stage is to get the projector with a decent surround kit. Mm. Uh, so what's your budget for one then? You know, yeah. It's difficult, you know. I, I, you know, I don't mind buying a budget one, um, and I'd be thinking like kind of two, three hundred. Okay. Um, but I, I don't even see kind of the sets that you'd see on the five point one. You'd be able to go out. You'd get um, kind of the the um, the surround sound kind of mixer deck thing. Um, and you know the speakers, and it come all together, and that's all you needed. Whereas yeah. now, it's you buy the speaker separate, and you buy this bit separate, and it just confuses me. It doesn't look like the it, and they don't even call it a surround sound system anymore. I don't think. No, they don't. Um, so I'm like, I, th- I think surround sound systems have just, you know, disappeared. Um, and uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a shame. I still wish I got the one. Actually, I bought the five point one um, Dolby surround because I just plugged that back in. Well, I bought. I've found the one that I own, and it's Sony. I know you love your Sony, mm-hmm. and it is a five point one surround smart three D home cinema system. And with that, you get two vertical, you know, two skinny speakers. Mm-hmm. So that's your front, your front left, and right. You get the uh, subwoofer. Mm-hmm. And you get two rear speakers, yep. and you also get the center speaker, yep. and you get the uh, the Sony Blu-ray player. Okay. Right, and that was two hundred eighty-nine quid. Bargain. 
and that's the one that I use, and I've had that for a couple of years. And all the speakers plug into the back of the Blu-ray player. Yeah. You can still use it without the speakers, so it just comes through your TV, but mm-hmm. that's the one that I got, and that was 289 and I bought that a couple of years ago. So, and the sound on that was amazing, to the point I ended up having to switch off the subwoofer because it was making the floor rumble. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I think I probably need to turn that down. But that's the one I actually have. But you'll see that. Uh, I'll show you at some point. I'll give you a demo when it's all set up and, uh, and you can have a look. And that's the thing, you know, I went into, and this was before lockdown, um, I went into Curry's. It must have been about maybe about last Christmas. You know, when you get the sales yeah. in, in January and you think, oh, you know, I'll just I'll nip into Curry's. I haven't been in there for 12 months, but, you know, I'll have a nip in. And um, Nicole came in with me. And I don't know. Addy must have been at friends or something like that. And Nicole says, what do you want to go in Curry's for? I said, I just want to go and have a look at the surround sound system. So she said, okay. We walked down every aisle in that place. They haven't got a single surround sound system. You've got your sound bars and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Where are all the surround sound systems? Most of it tends to be sound bars now. Yeah. And I do like sound bars, but they're not surround sound, are no. they? They're, they're sort of they're they're fake surround. Yeah. So yes, it'll you know it'd be louder, and it it doesn't you know you're not going to get sound coming from behind you. So I think a lot of people just out of convenience, I think people have just thought you know what I'll just have a sound bar. Mm. But because uh, it is a bit of a pain sometimes with the surround speakers because obviously you've got cables yeah. going all the way around your room, so it can be a bit of a nuisance. But, uh, you know, if you've got a room that is kitted out to watch your films in, I would highly recommend mm. getting one. You can always switch it off. Yeah, if you, and, if you don't and want to. that's the thing. You know, I remember watching, and I can't remember the film's name, which, you know, I'm upset about, but it was uh, some kind of horror film. And I'm yep. watching it with a, with a friend, um, and I'd got the surround sound all hooked up. And at one point, the... The, the scene is um, in an attic and there's a crow that kind of flies across the screen and this thing kind of starts at the back and goes to the f- uh, kind of to, to the front and both of us are sitting watching this movie and as soon as it happened we jumped out of our skin because you know this, yeah. you heard it behind you first before you even saw it and it was scary as anything I remember once in the early days when I had cinema surround, somebody knocked at my door and I went to see who was there, but it wasn't. It was the film. <laughs> it's just, it's like, Ooh. and and that can't get used to the surround sound because mm-hmm. when I installed it at the house we're at for a while, you know, when I got this new one, I'd put it on and she's like, "Where's that coming from?" I'm like, "It's the speakers." She's like, "Where? Where is it? Where's the speakers?" <laughs> and it, that kind of freaked her out. It can also freak out uh, kids, which is amazing. Because kids don't understand surround sound, so when one of Annette's grandkids came round, you put something <laughs> on, and they're like, huh? you could just see it in the face. They're like, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. But they also freak animals out mm. if you put the right thing on. So you can have hours of fun, yeah. just tormenting people. <laughs> but uh, but no, I would I would recommend get one if you're able to put it up in the room and yeah, you know, and cope with the cables. I'm hoping at some point they have. I don't know whether it would be Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or mm-hmm. something, but wireless surround sound would be amazing if that could somehow be a thing. So if somebody wants to invent it, there uh, you're welcome. But that would because there is a lot of cable. Well, I remember looking at the systems, and uh, I don't know if you've seen them, where um, most of the speakers are in your ceiling. Oh, so wow. um, you know, I, I, at one point, you know, once. 
the house is at a suitable level it'd be great to get those because yeah it's just all you get is that kind of tiny grills in the corners of your room and everything like that in in your your ceiling which is matched with the paint color so whatever your ceiling yeah. color is and then yeah the uh, all the cabling is just uh, above your heads and you don't see it because it's in a void nice so so who needs cinemas yeah a lot of people but i, I generally don't so you know <laughs> so that that is like an education on cinema surround kits yep so i would highly recommend and if one, anybody but, knows uh, of a cheap one let me know yeah i think you probably will be able to get one for that budget mm-hmm. let's say the one i got included a sony blu-ray player yeah so you know that, that was 289 but i shall do some research and i will send you a couple of links i won't send you millions of links i'm i'm sure neil's like get this one because he knows this he certainly knows this technology i mm-hmm. saw a picture of his editing desk the other week my god i want that desk we saw a picture of his christmas robot that's pretty cool isn't it? it is it is <laughs> I ain't got a Christmas robot. I've got a Christmas VR headset, but uh, I haven't unfortunately got a Christmas PlayStation Five yet. They are still very, very difficult to get. But uh, you know, and I have a big pile of presents under the tree. So um, I'm gonna, you know, none of them are PlayStation Five shaped, but it's okay. I'm I'm all good. I am all right. So uh, what else have you watched then, other than Discovery and Home Alone? Um, I watched uh, a movie called um, Ava on Netflix. This, oh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. This was um, after the last week's podcast where we talked about the randomly play something for us feature that's uh, appeared on Netflix. I decided to click the button and see what happened. So I clicked it. It yeah. recommended this movie, Ava, and I watched it. And it was a good movie. It was a good recommendation for me. The only mm-hmm. thing I'd say about the movie is that. I think it ended too quickly. It didn't seem to be kind of enough of a story for me. Well, to be fair, Netflix are very good at ending things before they <laughs> should anyway. But usually that applies to television shows. Yes. So it's a shame they're doing it with movies too. So what's the pitch of Ava? What's it about? Um, Ava <laughs> is, um, if you imagine kind of a um, organization of uh, assassins, um, modern day um, based then um, you know one assassin um, she um, kind of rubs up the bosses the wrong way because she asks the people she's hired to kill um, a few questions before she actually kills them um, which they don't like so they want to get rid of her so you can imagine where it leads yes but worth watching now, is, even though it ends yeah. a little bit quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it was just me, um, but uh, I would have liked a bit more from it. But if I want a bit more from it, it means I must have enjoyed it. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. So, would you would you recommend are you going to go for the play something button again, do you think? Um, so far, it sounds like it's doing okay. Well, I clicked on it again, and unfortunately, oh. I clicked another three <laughs> or four times, and it was trying to show me things that I'd already been watching or already watched. I was thinking, well, that's not, surely that's not the point of it. Surely the point is to give me something new because I'm fed (laughs) up of what I'm watching. You spend about four hours clicking through all the episodes of Only Fools and Horses. You're like, oh, come on. I want to watch something else. Yeah, I thought it was just, I thought it was stuff that, 
you hadn't necessarily seen. Yeah, it recommended, I think, Star Trek Voyager once to me. It recommended, oh, what was the others? I think there might have been a comedy. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Only Fools, even though I am watching that at the moment again. Um, but yeah, and that, you know, I was left speechless thinking, well, it worked the first time. What's going wrong with it now? It might be because you were clicking through lots of... I don't know how it works. I know it bases that on whether you've given it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I think. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I don't know how it works. Who knows how Netflix works? I ain't got a clue. But I think it's it's quite a nice addition. Yeah. Just play something because it saves you just spending four hours clicking through you know, thumbnails trying to find something. Now you can spend four hours clicking on play something until you find something you quite like anyway. So I guess it's not that much different, is it, than no, using the all. regular dashboard. Um, and the last thing I've watched, uh, again, Netflix, is more of a Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. Uh, uh, what which, season are you on now? Oh, I'm on season two, episode eight, so I don't think I've got too much um, more left to go. And I don't no. know why they cancelled it. I'm really enjoying it. It's Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. It is Netflix. Uh, so, but yeah, it's it's a show I think people want back. Mm. But Netflix, uh, you know, kind of nuisance. Well, if they don't you want it, a, you know, I'll give them a fiver for the rights. Yeah, that would work. Well, I'll go halves. I'll pay two fifty five. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll carry on shooting it um, ourselves. So on uh, AO.com, there is a Sony 5.1 surround sound kit, which was 249 quid, is now 199. Ooh. Um, and then there's a truckload of sound bars. <laughs> you're, you're right about that. Oh, there's also a Sony surround home cinema speaker system for 269. It's out of stock. Um, there's an LG one for 299 quid, but that Sony one looks pretty good. I shall send you the link. So you I, I've got it in front of me already. Have you got it now? It's like <laughs> the best podcast ever. So anybody that wants a surround sound kit, this is the podcast episode for you. Um, yeah, you get, yeah. So now, you've got I, your... I have to say, though, you see, it, it, the picture does look a little underwhelming because I'm still used to mm. having my five speakers, and that's like you know a subwoofer, two, two speakers, and a sound bar. What you'll find is the soundbar will have the centre yeah. and the left and right, right in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not necessarily one I'd go... It depends on the size of your room. Yeah. So if, if you've got a big room, then obviously you want your left and your right in the corner of, of the room. But if you've got a smallish room, then... The, because the left and the right in that soundbar will probably fire out at an angle. Yeah. Where would you so see will... the, the LG underneath that one? That's got all the yes. speakers there. It has... Yeah, and that's more like the one I've got. Yeah. It's is the LG one, but obviously mine's Sony. And the LG, so. you know, and I, I know there'll be people who say it's not all about the size of the watts and everything, but, you know, 1,000 watts from the LG and only 400 from the Sony. That does make a difference, though. If you want to annoy your neighbours... Yeah, you, you want to piss them off. Go for it. This is the, this is the swearing episode. Yeah. I've never swore before on this <laughs> I was thinking that and when then, you swore at the beginning, oh. and then I'm not doing too bad on this one, actually. This this so needs like an 18 rating. You've taken over. This is what 2020's done to us, though. It's turned non-swearing people. At the end of the year, <laughs> this is what's happened. <laughs> this does not bode well for 2021, no. does it? <laughs> but there you go. So, yeah, that 1,000 watts LG one would drown out your foul language, Rob. So, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, that could be... And it's within your budget. Yeah. So, you know, that is not too bad. <laughs> 
Uh, so, yeah, film-wise, what have I watched? I have watched... Uh, I watched the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, mm-hmm. which I, I sprung for the Blu-ray, thought I'm having that. And part uh, of me wants to say you enjoyed it because I saw that you wanted to watch it again. I did. I, so we watched it on the projector. It's... T- probably about two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. so it's quite long. Annette said, I liked it, but it was half an hour too long, which I could see where she's coming from. Uh, Chris Nolan is very pretentious and is a good filmmaker and he makes good movies, but he's very up his own butt. Because mm-hmm. we watched the making of, and he's... You look at this film and it's so grand scale. It's unbelievable. There's a scene in it where a jumbo jet clash, crashes into an aircraft hangar. And hmm, how can we make this? Well, so we went shopping and we actually bought a jumbo jet and crashed it into an <laughs> air hangar. So everything he can do, he, he tries to do it in camera where possible. And it you know, it works. It comes across very, very well. But there's not many people making a movie that's going, you know what, I want to crash a plane. Let me just buy a plane. Let me just get my wallet out, or rather somebody else's wallet, and just get me a plane, and get me a hangar, and then we're going to do this. So he's very much blasé at, well, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted the city to blow up, so we just built a city. You're like, <laughs> all right then, all right. And that gets tiring after a while when you, you sit and watching him, because you go, do you know what? A lot of filmmakers can't even hire an actor. Mm-hmm because they haven't got the money. Um, so we watched Tenet. It's very big spectacle. It's kind of like a James Bondy type spy thriller, but it's got all this weird stuff where time goes backwards. And so it, it, you get to a point in the film where you go, oh, I'm a bit lost now. <laughs> I've no idea what's going on. Uh, Neil's seen it a couple of times. and I think he probably understands it a lot better than anybody other than Chris Nolan. Mm. But the general public are like, yeah, real art film, but I don't understand it. But it's very cool to look at. So I'd finished it. I decided, yep, I'm glad I've seen it. I didn't understand a lot of it, but it was it was an amazing spectacle. But do I need to watch it again? I'm all right. I'm good. I've done it. I've seen it. Done. And then as days go on, I'm thinking, I really want to watch that again. <laughs> so it is kind of growing on me a lot more, which is, it was one of the films, do I put it in my top 10 or not? And I'm still not sure whether it's going to go on there. So I've now got like an extra week to decide. But from a, wow, look at how they did this sort of cinematic spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's very, very impressive. But do not ask me to fully explain the story because I haven't got a clue. But uh, but it's still very cool to look at and amazing on a projector. Yeah. So definitely uh, glad I picked up the Blu-ray on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a film called Brightburn. Okay. Which came out a while ago. Um, do you remember Superman the movie when the spaceship crashes and they find the, you know the Kents find little yeah. Kal-El in there and they go, oh let's keep him, he's our child. Mm-hmm. Well, Brightburn is like that. But imagine what it would be like if Superman was an evil little shit. <laughs> and that's what you've got, where this kid is, you know, these uh, these parents can't conceive, and there's a this thing crashes in this field in, in Kansas, I believe, and they go, oh, what's that? And then next thing, they've got this kid, and this kid's starting to change a little bit, and he's got sort of... Uh, skills or talents that general humans don't have, but he's a little shit. And that's what you've got in Brightburn. So it's it's sci-fi with a little injection of horror in it. So this but is it's like the um, the mirror good. universe for for Superman. Kind of, yeah. 
and it's uh, it's produced by James Gunn, who's done Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's it's as a comic book superhero type thing, it's it's kind of clever. But the problem is, he's a little shit. <laughs> so you've you've no sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. But it's a clever film. It's uh, so I picked that up on DVD and there's a commentary on it and stuff. So I've ripped a commentary off to have a listen. So at some point, I will probably let Neil listen to that because I know he loves his DVD commentaries. But I would definitely check out. Brightburn. I think you might like it as well. Okay. It is very good. Um, I watched a film called The Hunt, which came out at the beginning of the year, and everybody went mad, and it got banned for a little while because it was. It's about a lot of people were connecting it with Donald Trump, so it's basically about elitists hunting down the less fortunate. Is this the sport. One? No, I don't think it was Netflix. A Universal film. Um, I'm not what sure I'm whether it's it, on Netflix. Yeah, I think it might be on Netflix at the moment because I think I've got it on my right. uh, watch list. So uh... it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's it's kind of bonkers. Okay, but that's good. I think I think 2020 we're okay with bonkers mm-hmm. uh, movies. But it's 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 violent in places, but it's very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hunt. So I watched that one. And uh, another film that did leap into my top ten, so a bit of a spoiler there. It's called The Assistant. Okay. And it's a small indie film, and it's about this this uh, this girl who's an assistant to this movie executive, and it pretty much just follows her around her day, and it makes you realise I don't ever want her job because you know it's very misogynistic. People get treated like crap, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. I loved it, and I thought this needs to go in my top ten. So that's jumped in, uh, mm. jumped into my top ten. But it's the assistant, which I think is available on Google Play and you know VOD platforms mm. and stuff like that. Um, TV wise, I don't think I've watched that much to be honest. I think it's tenants like three hours long, so that took me up a little while. And there's a seventy-five minute making on the Blu-ray, so I watched <laughs> all that. So there's like over four hours worth of stuff. Then I went back to work for four days. Um, I'm going to start getting back into The Handmaid's Tale Season 2 because I'm ready to watch some TV and, and start catching up on, on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Godfather Trilogy, I've watched that. I'm very much looking forward to your thoughts on that one. But generally, I think it's all just being getting ready for Christmas and trying to sleep. Mm. My, uh, it, it is not easy trying to sleep or have a lie in when Royal Mail keep knocking at your door, <laughs> going, "Here's more parcels." You're like, "Oh God!" Which they did yesterday morning. It was I was exhausted yesterday, so um, because Royal Mail knocked at half eleven, and I did deliver on Sundays at the minute. Did you know that was a thing? No, I didn't know that. Yep, because I said to Annette, I said it was quite nice today because I could sleep in, knowing Royal Mail weren't going to knock on the door. And she went, no, they delivered something this morning. <laughs> but it's Sunday. She went, yeah, they always deliver, apparently, the Sunday before Christmas. Wow. Didn't even know that was a, didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, no idea. Um, apparently, talking of Royal Mail, they, uh, they've lost loads of money because people aren't sending letters oh. anymore. Um, and... They uh, and that's why they're whacking all the uh, stamp prices up at the end of this year. So if you need your stamps, order them now because uh, they're going up by something like fourteen p to nineteen p, depending on what stamp you're buying. It's nuts because when Annette said the other week, she went, "Oh, I need some stamps." So if you're going out and you go to the post office, you just pick me up a book of stamps. We are, right. so I went in. I think I picked up like 
20 stamps, mm-hmm. first class ones. It was like 22 quid. I'm thinking, stamps used to be about 20 pence. What the hell? <laughs> so much is a stamp? I, I, I wanted I to ask, thinking, but my I wish God. I wish I'd paid all my pocket money into stamps when I was a kid. Because, mm. you know, obviously, once you've bought a first class stamp, it's a first class stamp. You still, you know, even if you bought it yeah. 10 years ago, it still um, works just as well then as it does, you know, now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I could have made a fortune on stamps. You could have done. We should have done it. So if ever, uh, if ever we invent time travel, mm. just go back and just buy That's loads stamps, of stamps. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You come back and never mind. I've invented the iPod or or, you know, or the PlayStation or the do? iPhone uh, or something. I bought stamps. stamps. <laughs> so yeah, they. So apparently they lost loads of money because no people aren't sending letters anymore. Um, that's why they're whacking up the prices of stamps. Yet they've got that many parcels in their system they're having to stack them outside. So I, I don't yeah, think it's saw- that bad. We saw, um, we took a delivery the other day, not the one that got woke up at half 11, but the day before when it got woke up about half 11. So that this tends to happen quite a lot. The the postwoman knocked on the door and she went, here's a parcel, here's a parcel. Oh, and this one's for you as well. This isn't one we brought, but we saw that the courier seems to have stuck it inside your head. <laughs> what? It's like, Thanks. Thanks for that. I don't know who to saw. Shout out to DHL for um, hiding a parcel inside a big hedge. That's always handy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and also a shout out to DHL. Or it might be Amazon, actually. I think this is Amazon, this one, for ripping the panel off the back gate, which is nice. Lovely. So they obviously decided to close the gate. They couldn't quite do it, so they pulled it really, really hard and they ripped a panel off the back. So th- shout out to Amazon. Much appreciated for that one. But no, Royal Mail are getting... They're they're busy, mm. and people aren't sending letters. Do you know why? Because stamps are too expensive. <laughs> That's why. Why would you go? Do you know what? I can either send a Facebook message or a tweet or a, a TikTok video or whatever for nothing, or I can pay a pound mm-hmm. and and send a card that may get lost anyway. Especially if I put a tenner in it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm, which should I choose? Hmm, very strange. Madness. But people don't send stuff anymore, do they? They don't. When was the last time you actually wrote somebody a letter? I can't remember. Long time. Yeah. And it's a shame. I've I, sometimes I forget how to handwrite. Have you ever done? Do you remember? Were you, how is your handwriting? Is your well, handwriting my, quite my nice? My handwriting's appalling. That's why I went into oh. working on PCs. <laughs> That's why I learned to type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine used to be really good, but because and it's like now if you're in your workplace and you go, "Here's a piece of paper." Sign your name. You sign your name and you go, oh, my hand's killing yeah. now. Oh, ow, did a rest. Yeah, at school, you go, right, let's write a 500-page essay and you go, all right, mm-hmm. and you'd be done in 20 minutes. But now it's, you know, you, you, you put a letter X and you you need to go get RSI treated. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Human beings are getting softer by the minute. Aren't oh, yeah. Crazy. So uh, are you looking forward to the present exchange in come Christmas morning, which is not too many days away? I am. Um, I've hit that stage where I'm actually really excited about some of the stuff I've gotten people. So I'm like, come on, Christmas, you need to hurry up because I want to see them open these things. Yeah, same. I think we're pretty much done now. Uh, I think we've got some people coming to pick presents up. Mm-hmm. 
doing a very safe backyard collection, which is it's nice in theory if uh, if people follow it. So that they're going to show up at the back door, knock, knock, knock. Here's your bin bag full of presents. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Bye. And then it disappears. The, the, the back door, not the front door. Front door's bad. Back door's good. Mm-hmm. So remember that one. Um, and then we're done. It's just a case of doing not a lot we've got you know i've got a nice black forest gato in the freezer which has got my name written all over <laughs> it, it uh, so you know eat food drink drinks watch movies play video games stuff like that that's my plan. sounds good uh after this podcast i have to uh get back to building addy's gaming pc oh have you got all the bits and stuff for that we have so we nice. started building it last night and yeah. uh, um, we'll carry on tonight and hopefully finish it. Have you got the software for it, your Windows 10 and stuff? Um, I haven't. I'm hoping um, that a previous version of Windows 10 that I've got works on it. If yeah. not, then do you remember, do you, Curry's at the moment do you remember the, is the cheapest place, eighty four ninety nine for Windows 10 Home. That is not bad. Yeah. Do you remember the old days of like Windows 95 and whatnot where you go, damn, where's my serial number? Yeah. <laughs> damn it, where is it? There was that sheet of paper with the serial number on and then you'd put it on and it wouldn't work and oh my God. That's after you've put MS-DOS on first, <laughs> of course, with the floppy disks. Back to the good old Crazy. days where I used to play on Star Trek Judgment Rights for years on MS-DOS. Yes, I used to play on a game called Tribes. Uh, Remember that? that was great, an, an online gamey type thing. But uh, I would kind of like a gaming PC, but I'm just too lazy to go get. I think if I had a gaming PC, it would very quickly become a video editing PC. Yeah, because that's pretty much what I need it for nowadays. I think is video editing. Not that I'm doing any at the minute. I really should. I was uh, I was I was pecking Neil Johnson's head. Shout out to Neil again. I'm like Neil. Um, how do you edit a film? <laughs> Not so much how do you, I'm like, how do you organize your files, Neil? So he was telling me that. I went, okay. And do you do it this way? And he's like, yes. I'm like, do you do it this way? And he's like, yes. I'm like, thank you. So he was giving me the, the very basic tips that I really, really needed because I am going to push forward at some point with trying to edit the first and second Beamy films so I can then move on to other films. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had a chance to look at any of the audition pitch videos for the castle i haven't they're, they're on my desktop ready to watch so uh yeah i i'm i'm close to that you know yes. you know what i might watch a few after we get off uh off air they're, they're literally like 90 seconds there we each. go Perfect. Not, you know nobody's done one it's like oh crap this is an hour and a half oh no they're all st- and that's you know, pretty much what they are. They're all really, really I'll short. I'll load up the first yeah. one. To be or not to be. Oh. And the thing is, like, they're all copies of them you've got, so you can delete them. But just imagine you were casting an actor, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the character that they're talking about, mm-hmm. but just looking at them and the way they sound and the way they act. It's really interesting to go, yep, nope, nope, yep. And to see all the different types of videos, I think, that people have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some really good ones on there where you go, actually, that has potential. But there's also some there where you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> Def- definitely not. But you've you've got them all anyway. Yeah. So I've started writing that project as well. Ooh. So I did um, a little bit of work on that the other day. So that that keeps me going. Writing is one of my escapisms. It's fun. 
So I was uh, I was doing that whilst I was doing my other day job <laughs> at night. I am uh, personally looking forward to uh, to seeing your music video project. Because I'd sent you that, hadn't I? Which one? Yeah. The music, the music video yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, the Rhapsody of Fire video. I'd sent you yeah, that, that's, Is that the one, is that no, the one well, you're on about, or is this the, a different one? The other one that you're shooting. Um, which one's that? <laughs> Give me a clip. I've forgotten. <laughs> the one that um, I asked you to shoot. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Oh, that one. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, me but too. But the Rhapsody of Fire one, that, you know, was amazing. That was great. I know. Is that That's on a test, test. kind of from page to screen anywhere that people can go and watch? Because that really is. Uh... I think. Yeah, I think I put it on from page to screen. There is a little section. What's it called? Because I've got a, a page on there which has got all my movie stuff that I put on there. So like all the interviews, mm-hmm. experience and comic cons on there. Um, yeah, if you go to page to screen dot com, some things I've done is the page. And let's have a look. It's got a shit ton of pictures of me. I might remove those pictures. What? How many pictures? Oh, yeah, there we go. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's a lot of the Q&A panels that I've done at this uh, place called Sci-Fi Wales. There's a whole bunch there. They're all on there. Uh, Scroll down even more. There's a lot of the other stuff that I've done. There's so many. I think the majority of the Sci-Fi Wales panels are actually on there. It's got my uh, Long Way From Somewhere video that was shot in 2008, Experience of Comic-Con, Spending Time With episodes are on there. Um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Is the music video in there? My God. That, oh no, the music video isn't actually on there, so I will be adding that tonight. Cool. So, um, yeah. So if you, <laughs> By the time this episode goes up, the Rhapsody of Fire thing will be on that page but it's a very it's quite a long page actually so i think i might need to somehow shorten that down i think i've given myself rsi <laughs> by scrolling down the big long list of all the cool things i've done but you need to break it up now for cool intersections you know uh interviews music videos you know possibly short films feature films that could work mm-hmm. yeah i have i yeah i think i may i'm gonna add that to my ever-growing to-do <laughs> list i think so we are all ready for the next podcast that we do between Christmas and New Year. We're going to go through our, our review of the year. Mm-hmm. So obviously I want to know also what your personal highlights of 2020 are and also what your plans or any New Year's resolutions that you've got for 2021, mm-hmm. also what they are as well. So we'll just generally have a chat about the year gone by and, uh, and our highlights and stuff. Sounds good. So I'm going to let you go for now because we have hit our 90-minute mark. Shout out to Bob for not showing up. Hi, Bob. Um, <laughs> hi, Bob, wherever you are. And I'll let you get back to your gaming PC. Sounds great. Uh, before right. I do that, I'll watch a few of those audition videos and then uh, we can talk about that maybe for a bit next week as well. Definitely shall. All right, take care, Rob, and thank you very much for episode 555. Bye. Sounds good. Take Bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.